Good morning, everyone, and everyone listening. This is Connie Lingus here with. I I I haven't thought of something witty to say in advance, so please pretend I'm not here. Thanks. Also known as Peter, here for another edition of WNYU's very own Categorious Dragcast. Extravaganza. You can tell that this is a very sleepy episode, I guess. ASMR edition. On today's episode, we are talking season 11, episode 9 of Drag Race. And also, part of issues in the community, we're going to be talking about racism in RuPaul's Drag Race. If you're curious what that means, tune in to find out. But before we get there, let's talk the episode. Starting with the mini challenge. The library was open this week, and reading was done. Very poorly this time around, I feel. But reading was done nonetheless. So, we're going back to an issue that we've talked about before, but... Branding felt particularly egregious, I think, with this episode, with the reading mini challenge. Literally, RuPaul comes in wearing his DragCon t-shirt, and then the reading glasses this year are branded. They're branded reading glasses. So yeah, reading happened. Uh, it wasn't that great. There were some good moments. Yeah, yeah, um... <laughs> Nina was so bad at it, it was cute. Vanjie, who you would think would be good at it, also wasn't good at it. But it was cute. Evie had some decent digs. Brooke, who won, actually was surprisingly competent. But she's being accused of stealing some jokes. And that accusation's going to come back a little later. But um, her precious read apparently was stolen from Mimi... I'm first, who used it in reference to Latrice at a Michelle Visage roast. So she's being accused of stealing some jokes, and you'll see more of that later. Brooke won, but nobody really cares. Yeah. Did she even get an advantage? Yes, she did. She got to choose the the pairings, and that was really important. Yes, which we'll talk about with maxi challenge when we get to it, but I guess we should talk about the workroom shenanigans, because it was strange, so they kind of went into it yeah it was very it was just like a second of the workroom stuff with like nina being a sweetheart and being like i'm here for you brooke but also like this is how we should be doing things okay don't you try to like put your own preferences i'm gonna show you how it is you know there were some cool moments nina kind of felt like she was trying to have her cake and eat it too because she was like i'll do anything like, to help my teammate. And then after the challenge, she was talking all, like, oof, I, I, I sacrificed so much for Brooke. I hope it doesn't land me in the bottom. Well, Is maybe it... she genuinely felt like she shouldn't have done that. And maybe that was just kind of a retrospect thing. 
I don't know if she said it in confessionals, which would kind of get rid of that point. And she did make say it, it in the okay, confessionals. Okay, well, well, never mind everything that I'm saying because they record all of those at the same time, so who cares? Yeah. But what's important is that Brooke was very smart in how she allocated teams. And even if some of the queens were calling her out, I mean, what, you're going to call her out for playing the game like somebody who knows what they're doing? And honestly, it, it wasn't like... There wasn't much of a dif- disadvantage in her pairings. It was consistent. One strong. It was just leak. advantage to Brooke because Brooke isn't like, besides the snatch game, which was a disaster, Brooke isn't necessarily a bad actress. And she paired herself up with one of the best actresses and personalities on the show. Yeah. So, yes, she gave herself a massive advantage by giving herself Nina. But the other queens weren't necessarily disadvantaged with each other. They were just all kind of, once again, pairing up people who aren't seen as these strong personalities, even though I think that we saw some rejection of that idea when we saw some of the performances that, no, there are strong personalities. We just haven't seen them yet. Yeah. Until now. Mm -hmm. I guess one thing that did stand out amongst all the workroom stuff, and it's the nutmeg in the room, just... Silky's attitude, man. It's like she doesn't try. It, like, And we'll get to that when we talk about her runway. But, like, everyone is putting in work in the workroom, like, doing all their makeup. And she's like, I don't need it. I did great. Who cares? I don't need that makeup. I can just, I'm putting on an entire mask anyway. So who cares? Yeah. It's a very flippant attitude that will not make you a winner, baby. With the, the lack of things to say about workroom shenanigans, other than Silky's attitude being obnoxious, let's talk the maxi challenge. That took up most of the episode this week. It was a fun idea. It, it w- really was. It was a fun idea. And I think one thing that stood out to me is that very occasionally for maxi challenges, they've had like guests participate in them. It was It was kind of strange and kind of fun to see like, prominent non-drag queen characters in the maxi challenge like it was and there was some riffing between them exactly it was good it made up for some of the worst of the performances and there were some bad performances let me tell you yeah so we're gonna play a little clip from each of the segments going in order we'll start with silky and sugar's team you look like you need some heel pads turn around let me see oh i don't have a lot Oh, you white, honey. I got this just for you. Silky was good. Was she? I think she was. I think she was fun. I don't think that she was, like, super, super, super good, but I think that she was fun. I really like how she had to be sat on at the end. She put up a strong fight when the cops were trying to drag her away. I enjoyed that. I think that she did a decent job of being the um, bogus booty pad salesman saleswoman i just don't this is a conversation we'll explore further in the racism part but i don't know how much credit we should give her when week after week her comedic performance is the same thing it's consistently the same high energy aloofness it is just as samey as like plastique's tendency to go a certain direction with her comedy. Granted, I will say that Silky has better comedic 
timing. She has better comedic timing. She's very good at coming up with things on the spot. But I think that she takes her personality and she applies it well. It doesn't always feel like just another Silky. Sometimes it does. I think it always but does. But I think that in this instance, if you had given another queen and had her play this role, it wouldn't have felt like that queen is trying to emulate Silky. It would have felt like that queen is emulating the character. I feel like this time she took the character and she made it good. But yeah, overall, they weren't the best. They weren't the worst. Just because she'll go as just lame. That's all to say. Shuga didn't do much. She didn't sound out. She was boring. Just kind of like how she's been throughout most of the season, personality-wise. season. Though, we'll talk about her runway later. All right, so we'll play a clip from Brooks Fang. I'm not sour press, ma'am. I want to know if that is alcohol. Oh, I don't drink. I'm a level four vegan. What is a level four vegan? So that clip right there was taken from The Simpsons. And she even said later that that's what inspired her to use it. I liked the comedic timing. I don't know if she had prepared to use it. It felt like an improv moment. I don't know just how prepared she was for it. But once again, it brings into question the idea of people criticizing her for taking jokes. I don't know. I but think it was funny. Y- I, I enjoyed it. I mean... There's nothing like a good reference. There's nothing like a good reference. I enjoyed the joke, whether it was taken or not. I enjoyed the moment. Like, now, the performance, I mean... It was very physical. It was very physical. And once again, Brooke is like playing to one of her strengths. She's bringing back her naked posing in front of the inauguration. Yeah. She's bringing... She was really challenging that. I was reminded of it. But... I mean, you could criticize what Nina West was bringing up in that she didn't give the cue. There's a possibility that Brooke forgot. There's a possibility Brooke wanted to last a bit longer. There's a possibility, although I think it's a feint that Brooke genuinely wanted to steal a show, but I don't think she would have gained anything I'll from that. I'll put money that she forgot. Yeah, I think that's it. But And honestly, I think it was, yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was fun. I'd say it's among the top, though one person makes the actual top, which we'll get to. All I have to add is that it's it's surprising when Nina is the one that has to hold her own in a comedy challenge. Because it felt like compared to Brooke, like she was the one that was like holding her own to Brooke. Yes, but let's keep in mind who got Brooke there. That's true. Nina. That's true. Go Nina. What's next is what we'll just play here. <laughs> Oof, that was some cringe. It was really bad. That was really, really bad. I mean, first, they got assigned something boring, yeah. okay? Like it was like cats? It was like in Drag Up Your Life on All Stars Season 3. One of the worst songs, by the way. I'll, Drag Up Your Life is bad. Anybody who likes it is wrong. But it's sort of like how Shangela got Sparkle Kitty. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to do like with that? The judges were like... Oh, you didn't bring any personality to your performance. What are you going to do? You gave her Sparkle Kitty, okay? But it's kind of like they didn't get anything very interesting here. They got, like, they got the chance to be furries. Good for them. But they just didn't. Vanjie was Vanjie, and Plastique was nothing until she, she slipped back into what she typically does. But I, I will... I'll take her word for it that it was just a natural slipping. I think that if... I don't think that she would have tried to do it because she knows it doesn't work for her. The judges have come down on it. I can't think of a reason why she would willingly go back into it at that point. But then again, 
Who knows? Queens keep on taking off their wigs during lip syncs, so maybe they do have, maybe they are just not aware of what they're doing. You got me. But I don't think that she wanted to slip back into it. I don't know if it was a comedic, um, a comedic instinct. I don't know if it's actually her real voice. I don't know. It probably is her real voice, but it very likely is. But this is this is something that will bring up a little bit later. It'll come up. It'll and be back. We have a conversation to have <laughs> that involves that. Last but not least, we'll play a clip of the god at work. Hold on. <laughs> I pay good money for it. You gonna slap Damn. it today. Damn. You gon' you gon' slap it today. Akira was so good. This was she was a, really good. I'm glad she got her win. That's... Evie was good in this too. Evie was fine. She well, didn't stand I, no, out. I thought that she was. I thought that she was good. I didn't think she was a standout, but I thought that she was good. Yeah. Yes. I think good in, in that she held her own, and was not outwardly bad. She was overshadowed by Akira. I agree, but I mean, she wasn't. Sugar. She wasn't Banji. She wasn't Plastique. That's true. If you're listening to this now, my voice has just got gotten very messed up, but we're going to keep on doing this. Yeah. All right. So that was the challenge. Came into the runway. Bring it to the runway with... Okay. I think, face... I'm, I think I'm kind of back. With face keeny? Face keeny time. Let's go. Uh, Let's see. So tops, bottoms, honorable mentions. In terms of best, uh, not that many, I think. Brooke. Uh, Brooke was the best, in my opinion. I liked hers. I thought that her mask, her like horse mask thing-ish, was good. I liked it. I'm giving him a face of disdain. He is. It didn't look like a horse until uh, they zoomed in. I don't know. I, I didn't care what it looked like. All I cared about was that it was cool. Okay. I cared that it looked cool and as a result, I, it looked really intricate to me. It looked but, fancy. It looked like the sort of thing that you could get away with but, wearing but at a masquerade at it, ball. But looking at it straight on, it does not look like a horse, so it failed. I Was she trying to go for a horse? Yes, because she had the mane on the back. Okay, well, I didn't know and that she was described trying to go it for as a horse. horse. I didn't know that she was trying to go for a horse, but I mean, if you can't see that it's a horse until you look at it from the side, then that's not a problem. Horses no, are known for their profiles. I, but not. you could tell what a horse is from the front. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it looked like a horse, and I didn't even know that she mentioned that it was a horse. I so you know, agree. I thought disagree. that it was good. I agree to disagree. Uh, I like Sugar's My Fair Lady. It was such an interesting blend of like elegant gown with the face kini. It's like a look you would not expect. Uh, It was nice to see Nina listening to critiques. Nina had a really good outfit this week. Really good outfit and those curves. She 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 proportioned well for once. She had a bust that also had a bum. It was good stuff. It was fun. She looked like a Batman villain. (laughs) <laughs> That's actually a really good comparison. Uh, yeah. In terms of meh or honorable mention, uh, I would have put Brooks there, but there was a disagreement here. Uh, I'd have put Akira there. I did put Akira on meh. I thought it was fine. Look, I get the idea. She's going for the plastic surgery idea, and she's drawing up her whole body, but I didn't really enjoy it that much. I mean, I get it. It's an interesting idea. She's being quirky, but... It just wasn't really hitting the spot for me. Yep. I don't know if it should be. I don't know just how creative it should feel. But what I do know is, compared to what I saw from Brooke as this sweeping elegance of a look, 
I didn't enjoy this one as much. Yeah. I would also say that you could put Evie around here. That's where I put her. I would put her in between here, but on the lower side. Yeah, I It looked like Asia's mermaid, if you remember that, yes, with like the but, funky mask. Okay, and... it looks way better than Asia's mermaid. Asia's mermaid looked horrifying, and that it was not... She still didn't have to lip sync that week, though. She didn't have to lip sync that week, because Asia never had to lip sync until the end. That's true. Nonetheless. Her, she had that terrible Beyonce, and she wasn't lip syncing, okay? Yeah. There's a problem. But... Looking at her creature of the Black Lagoon, which Scarlet already did, but whatever. It was like, it was fun. She had a really good delivery. I just didn't think that her delivery, which usually I'm willing to credit her delivery a lot if it makes up for like a cheap outfit. I didn't feel like it really worked. I didn't think that the outfit was cheap. I just didn't really enjoy it that much. I think that this is an instance of Evie's uniqueness not necessarily serving her as well as it could. What did look cheap, though, which isn't the worst, easily the worst, was Silky. Silky's just felt lazy and awful. What was that? She was just in a black bodysuit, and she had with this a ski thing mask her head. with no they makeup on. They couldn't tell if she was a roach or if she was. She was a supposed fly. to be a fly. Yeah, but... I didn't feel that because she's she doesn't have the body shape of a fly. Yeah, you can't say that you're a fly. When you're a big girl. It was really bad. It's probably one of the worst things I've seen on that show in a while. Uh, it, it was... Garbage. Awful. But also... I don't think that she should have lip-synced, but it was bad. Yeah. Plastiques. Now that one... It was a good outfit, but it didn't fit the theme. Yeah, it was just... It was in the worst in so that it wasn't the challenge. That wasn't a face kini. That was a face thong. Yeah, it was it was lame. So it was uh, a really cool outfit, and I think that this was an instance of her not being pretty. And I think that this is one of the first times we've seen it. And I was like, Yas Queen, you don't have the pretty look. Did I just say Yas Queen unironically? Why? Yeah, also That's a problem. But it. I will... Aside from that, I thought that it was a fun look. I really liked this plastique look, but it wasn't a face kini. Yeah. Also, I'll point out that. <laughs> Uh, I guess Vanjie's look was nothing because I didn't remember. I did not put it anywhere. So it must have been okay. It was garbage. It was really bad. She didn't have the leotard and the cape. So to compensate for that, she went back to red because, of course. But <laughs> memes aside, it wasn't. It The shape was so terrible. She said, don't you say that S word silhouette. Yeah. And Michelle's like, I'm going to have to bring up silhouette because the silhouette was terrible. There was no clear body shape it was just kind of rumpled and saggy and it didn't work yeah so as expected the lip sync was vanji versus plastique it kind of had to be that i feel it did based on the performances it definitely had yeah. to be that and there's not much to say other than vanji did well but she, she did very well she did very well but at the same time i think it's sh- it she did very well because she knew the tone to lip sync to. Yes. Plastique had a good performance. She was trying to bring out that lean against the wall. It's not a sultry song. <laughs> like yeah, she, she was she, trying to She wasn't a bad lip synker. It just she wasn't just appropriate. It didn't fit. Yeah. So Plastique went home. LOL at us for saying that she can make it all the way, I guess. I mean, I didn't say that she would necessarily make it all the way. I said that it's going to be broke. And 
Maybe I did say that. Plus, I think at the in the beginning, we in did. The, on the first episode, we, you said that she could be there. Yeah, but I said that she'd probably be an all stars if anything. Yeah. Maybe I didn't say that. I don't know. We can check later. Whatever. And then, uh, yeah, that was the episode. Vanjie, you gotta watch yourself because if you're in the bottom again, you are going home. She's probably it's either her or Sugar that's going home next. That's my guess. But and if we'll... Sugar and Vanjie are in the bottom, then okay, Vanjie, step that bleep up. Yeah. All right, so that's the episode. It's time to talk about RuPaul Drag Race and racism. So I think this last episode that we watched really brought out a hypocrisy when it comes to the shows and specifically RuPaul and the judges' sense of humor. So they give... Plastique a bunch of stuff for slipping back into her Asian voice. And yes, she should have been on top of that a little bit more. But at the same time, if you think about it, most the humor that RuPaul consistently eats up is consistently over the top aloof betrayals of African-American culture. Now, isn't that somewhat what drag has taken from, if you will? It's what a lot of it has taken from. I'm not saying it took all of it. But when I feel like a crux of the show's humor is, like, look how hood they are. Like, I don't know about hood, but... Boot, okay. Boot, like, uh... (laughs) Bootleg butt pads. We had uh Well, okay, they had cops this episode. Of course this episode's gonna be hood. Why but, why you gotta be Black Panther? Okay, well that's not just stereotypical black humor. That's like kind of a white critique, honestly. I I guess. Why is it gotta be black lives matter? But it it just feels like consistently the the what makes RuPaul and the judges laugh and what doesn't get critiqued is consistent over-the-topness when betrayal of, like, black culture, but if it's anything else that's done more than once, it gets called out. And, like, I, 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 I'll I, say that I did call out Plastique in the past because in that specific intense, I thought it was bad just to keep on going back to that specific portrayal of Vietnamese as nail like nail worker or anybody who's of Asian descent as a nail worker. Yeah. I I thought that, that's lazy and bad, but like with how much emphasis they put on like, Oh, she did the Asian voice. Like that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And then what rubbed me the wrong way even more was Michelle Visage trying to tell <laughs> like someone that grew up, all around Asian culture who grew up with like English not as their first language. Hey, sound more American. That's the way you're supposed to sound. There's something off about the idea that Plastique responds with, This is how my voice is. I can't help it if I slip back into it. And Michelle's like, No, that's not how your voice, voice is. is. This is how your voice is. Listen, I can't necessarily judge. I can't know for sure what Plastique's quote real voice is i don't know but i'm in no position to doubt her and there's no reason to doubt her yeah like it it felt like 
Michelle was trying to have her like Laganja moment where it's like like do you remember when Laganja was like uh but that's how I really talk and Michelle was like no this is how you actually talk that's just a character like Michelle Michelle was <laughs> trying to extend that to people's like <laughs> racial identity let's think about it for a second plastique has only been in the U.S. for, what, three years? Yeah. She lived in Vietnam for the rest of the time. I mean, if you come from any other country and you start trying to speak the language, then you're going to sound different. I can only imagine what my attempts at Spanish back when I was fluent would have sounded like to somebody in Spain or what my attempts at Greek, what which I'm learning right now, would sound like to somebody in Greece. It would sound ridiculous but yeah that's how i would sound because i've lived in the united states for 20 years exactly and just just to say like the the gall to say no you're 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 white english anglican voice that is how you sound that is your voice that is how we as a show, me as Michelle Visage, we expect that from you. It rubbed me the wrong way. It, I heard that and I was like, "Oh, you can't, you can't really say that." Yeah, it's not something that we know. I, if Plastique is using it to slip into stereotypes, then I get why it's a problem. But if that's her real voice, and once again, you can't say that it's not, yeah, because we don't know, then yeah, that's that's an issue. You can't just say that that's not her voice. You can say that what she's doing is falling back into one character. If she's trying to channel it as one character, then I get why it's an issue because she's not showing character variety. But when it's not an issue of character variety, it's just, oh, stop slipping back into this voice. And then when she says, oh, that's that's my real voice, it's like, no, it's not. That's an issue. Yeah. Now, when you're talking about black culture being used in drag culture there have been a lot of arguments i've seen on various forms of social media and as we know social media is very reflective of the entire populace as we know but there have been a lot of arguments that drag culture has heavily heavily appropriated black culture yes and so does that mean that it's acceptable for rue to base a lot of the challenges and parts of the show off of black culture or does this just make drag unacceptable as a whole what's no how should we be looking at this because it's a genuine question i i feel like it we should i feel like drag as a whole is not like going to the extent of you cater so much of your humor like i've been to a lot of drag shows the humor at those drag shows is not Look how hood they are. I agree with that. I don't think that they're all based on black culture parodies. But I maybe fe- it is only something we see on RuPaul's Drag Race. And, and yes, and it feels that's and that, that's what I'm trying to call attention to. It feels like the school, the, the show seems to prioritize a certain view of one culture and being totally fine with it. But if similar things are done with another culture heightened scrutiny comes around and i think that's something to look out for in the future i'll be honest i never saw it i never saw rupaul's drag race as a and it hyperbole of black culture until the idea was pointed out to me maybe that shows ignorance to the ideas or maybe it shows that it really has become synonymous with drag culture and that's just a part of what rupaul's act is I don't know, and 
quite frankly, I don't feel confident enough in my knowledge of the situation to make an absolute judgment. What I do know is calling out Plastique in the way that they did, that was seriously an issue. Agreed. And on that lovely note, we leave you to think on all that conversation. And we leave you with the end of our episode. Thank you very much for listening. I am the one, the only, except there are apparently others, so screw it. Connie Lingus, here with problematic. I mean, look, I'm I'm this white person trying to criticize racism. I mean, isn't that kind of problematic? I think that works. That'll be my name. Also known as white man, I mean Peter. Super special thank you to Miss Darling for the song, Young Lovers. It's always used in our intro and outro. Thank you so much, and have a lovely day.